0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastgate Rewatch Season 3, Episode 20. I am Can't Wear Hats, and with me is Red Nightmare, as always. You want to go to the zoo and look at the lions? Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> I think it's feeding time. <laughs> 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 or at least it will be soon, because this is Episode 20, Season 3, Into the Lion's Den, and I think we told you last week, it's Part 1 of 2, and Part 1 is called Lambs to the Slaughter. That's that's mm-hmm. a good name. That's reassuring. That's yeah. No, that's, everything'll be fine. Yeah, everything's fine. It's fine. This is okay. <laughs> All right. So where are we at? Because this is the tail end. This is like the finale, ish. This is like the final arc of season three. Yes.
1: Which so, apparently started last week, according to this. Ep- uh, to the previously on.
0: Yeah, because previously on catches us up with. Last week, I, Yench, you, Yench, of their bracelets and the deal to get on board Scorpius's command carrier because they want to get on there to secretly sabotage the wormhole research while pretending to help. And that's the only way they can do it. And so, yeah, that's where we open. We are all heading there. So just to catch everyone up, remember, you know, wormhole technology is what Scorpius wants. He's been pursuing John for it the whole time. You know, he's been after John. He's extracted the knowledge from the chip inside his head and all of that stuff and trying to get it so that the, they can take out the Scarons who are also working on it they're trying to get wormhole technology
1: first also the Scarons outnumber peacekeepers by 10 to 1 yep there's, there's so a... even without wormhole technology the Scarons would basically destroy them
0: yeah the wormhole tech is not only something that the Scarons are working on but it's the really the only hope the peacekeepers have if the Scarons decide to attack yep so that's, those are the stakes, which, you know, are pretty high. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where we're at. We have all the previously on, and then we open... Uh, actually, the opening I really liked, because we start out uh, this episode, we open Inside John's Mind. In fact, it's black and white. Yes. <laughs> it's, it is, in fact, styled like an old war film. There's a truck driving down a road. It's all very dark, and you see inside is uh, John and Harvey, yeah, and both Har-
1: in military uh, well, gear.
0: like, John is dressed in his normal, like, peacekeeper clothes, or with, like, the trench coat and so on. Mm-hmm. But Harvey has got, like, a helmet on and is dressed like a GI, you know. <laughs> he's just like, come on, As John. <laughs> and uh, he's a bit worried. He's, he's like, oh, I'm not sure about this, John. And he's like, get ready. <laughs> yeah, buckle up, private. We're going in. <laughs> it's like, but if he found out, we'll all die. I thought you wanted to die.
1: Not anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Harvey wants to live. But Harvey says to John, if Scorpius finds out he intends to sabotage the wormholes, he'll kill us. We'll kill both of us. Well, we'll kill you, and by extension, me. (laughs) Well, just do your
1: job, follow orders, and uh, we'll get out alive, is what John actually says.
0: (laughs) Harvey's like, yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. (laughs) <laughs> and actually, there's a transition then to what's actually yeah. going on, which I really like. Cause it, I like this as well. It goes up close on John's face in black and white, and then it fades into color, and we pull back and it fades out, and he's in the transport pod with the rest that's, of the crew. Yeah, it's so nice. It's a really nice transition, and they're all heading in there. You've got John, Aaron, Crace, and Dargo, Jewel, and Chiana, and Roger basically everybody's going. That's, that's a stack... And
1: Darko and Rigel aren't there because they're already on the command carrier. Oh right, carrier. yeah, sorry, yeah. But it is still a very stacked uh, transport pod. Yes.
0: Yeah, they're basically everyone is going to the command carrier. Oh yep. Yeah, because right, because Aaron says that Rigel and Darko have reported in from the command carrier, and uh, they're they're ready and waiting for them. Cool. <laughs> just like, why are we here? Why are we coming? Why am I going? Like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a very good question I was I... going to ask you the same question
0: yeah and I wish like I me and John I wish we'd just skipped out before I'm like why are we, Why are we coming along and John's yeah. like alright I'll turn this pot around fine but Aaron's, Aaron's like
1: no it's four arms to get back to Moya no
0: Moya is hiding with Talon at the rendezvous mm-hmm. and so uh, also small note Jules' hair has turned uh, deep red again Grace is like what? why is your hair red and she says it's because she's anxious that's fair so now we know why that happens, despite the fact that it's only ever come up like twice. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a really minor thing, but um, yeah. So they're heading in on the transport pod, and so they come in. Now they go to land on the carrier, and we actually get a CG shot of the transport pod coming in through basically the Peacekeeper fleet. There's a big wormhole out in space as well that they're clearly they're mm-hmm. researching, and you get a nice sense of scale for once. Like the CG is fine for the time but uh, this is a tiny transport pod flying through all the big ships and peacekeeper it's
1: really cool
0: yeah it looks nice and so they come in and we get a shot of an interior hangar bay and we see the transport pod come in to land and there's basically Scorpius has gone the extra mile he's rolled out the red carpet yep yep
1: yep (laughs) soldiers lined along the carpet Yep, they're lined up on either side. They even moved the stairs so he could stand on a heightened position.
0: Yep, and Scorpius is waiting from the other end. And so the ramp come or the stairs come down from the transport pod. They all step out, and there's sort of big dramatic music as they step out. Mm-hmm. looking down and...
1: When, when we say big dramatic music, we mean in the audio. Not They're not actually... They don't have a band no, right, there they're <laughs> playing music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah, the soundtrack. It's also it's a bit like a march as well, like a military, military sort of noise with drums mm-hmm. and like... Pff- and uh, so they're stepping out and walking down there. And I, d- I did think this while watching. I was like, uh, so they're going to go down the end. And this time, Chewbacca's still not going to get a medal. It's just, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which apparently, so I did some reading about this. Um, oh, no. That was an intentional reference. It was supposed to be a deliberate recreation by Ian Watson, the director of uh, the award scene at the end of A New Hope. <laughs> it's <laughs> brilliant so like yeah okay this is good <laughs> but it's a it's a very different feeling though because it, it's all very tense and they're all mm-hmm. being looked at by the peacekeepers who are like not happy about this
1: no and scorpius basically says you have full amnesty and all that all rights on board the ship no it shouldn't be harmed blah 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 and you can see a few people in the crowd are like pardon
0: yeah this is not okay with this nope uh, also, as they're walking up, you, you see that John is already wearing one of the iench bracelets, and Scorpius yeah. is wearing the other one. And so Aaron and John are walking together, and he says to her, um, right, time to test the jewellery. And so she yeah. twists his thumb up on his hand behind his back, and Scorpius is just like,
1: ah, oh, my hand! Everybody's a bit, oh god, what are they doing? And then John says, just checking.
0: Yeah, and uh, they check with Dargo, and rises like, have you been treated alright? And uh, Dagger says so far, and <laughs> Rigel just says, mm, "Food could have been better. Food could be better." <laughs> it's like, of course, Rigel of course. And so then Scorpius comes down to meet Crichton, and says, "At last, the rift between us is finally bridged," and puts out his hand.
1: Yeah, and then and John shakes it.
0: John shakes. Did you notice hand.
1: they were both wearing gloves? Yeah, they were. <laughs> it's a minor detail, but I like that. Mm. It's like they really are equal when they shake that hand.
0: Yeah, the, it, it's a interesting thing. It's like, oh, this is. I mean, it's a ruse. They're trying to, you know, sabotage. But it's John and Scorpius ostensibly working together. Hmm. Mm, interesting. When we then, I think we then go to titles there, and then when we come back. We see Scorpius and John. Basically, he's, he's taking him into Scorpius' own quarters. I think. Yeah, I That's think
1: the the it's... big chair in front of his quarters.
0: Yeah, it's not explicit,
1: but it's sorry, big table.
0: Yeah, the big table. It's not explicit that it's his quarters, but it's fairly obvious throughout the episode. But you know, it's it's he's basically taking him in to uh, assess the situation.
1: Yeah, and Chris is also there. And later down in the episode, I realized this, but this must be awkward for
0: Crace because oh, this course. is his old
1: office.
0: Oh right, this still the same this command is, carrier. Yeah, yeah, this
1: is Crace's old command carrier.
0: Hmm. Actually, in fact, when uh, they were walking down the line of peacekeepers, Crace looked at uh, one in particular as a female peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. And there was, they sort of shared a look and Ooh. maybe some history there. So yeah, this is Crace's old digs, but uh, he's very much not welcome there anymore. Only there by special dispensation. So Scorpius wants to know why John is helping them. Because
1: Scorpius already knows that he he's doing it because he doesn't want the Scarens to have wormal tech. Yeah, but Scorpius like any other reasons, and John's like yes, Aaron, Dargo, Rigel, Janna. I've put them through more than enough, and uh, I'm trying to do something back for them by basically giving you this for complete amnesty and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, so they can get what they want and you'll leave us alone. But he says, like, don't screw with me. Give us what we want. That's how you'll get my help. That's the only way.
1: Also, we want to add something to that list, by (laughs) the way. Uh, Talon needs to be brought in and he needs a complete overhaul. Yeah. And Brock is like, uh, no. (laughs) But Scorpius does agree to it. I mean, Brokka is like, we're not getting a gunship in here, that's way too dangerous. It's like, no, his weapons have been disabled, we bring him in here, we take his weapons out, fix his defects, remove his peacekeeper memories, and set him free. It's like, he's not going to be a
0: threat to anyone after this and baraka is still objecting but john says like don't do it for him don't do it for crais do it for me yeah and so scorpius does agree and crais then says he wants the schematics of the project so that he can isolate talon's design flaws and he wants lieutenant larrell to join him because she's a leviathan specialist
1: yeah and scorp's like any other reason you want her only that she's the best in the field
0: he's like "Uh uh-huh Sh- uh huh. Uh-huh. The
1: best of the fields and the sheets. Uh,
0: sorry. What? My pardon? No, pardon. Yeah, and obvi- and you know we we're meant to infer that was who he shared a glance with in the previous scene. Also, there's a very very nice
1: callback in this to a very early episode because when Bracca starts uh, objecting, John says, "Braca, shut up. Do you want to take this outside and go go for another
0: round?" I'm like, "Another round? What are you?" Oh. Right, look at the princess. <laughs> I do you, I think he even says like you want to go for round three because the first one was would have been in um, was look at the princess. Yeah, and then the other one lies, guns, and money. Remember when he comes up and he gets trapped in the door?
1: Oh right, yeah, that, I remember that. that. Nah, that, that wasn't that wasn't
0: really. It was fight. kind of more round two, but then he's like, you want to go again? And Brock is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that little callbacks. Like,
1: right, these guys have had a few fistfights. Mm-hmm. At least one.
0: <laughs> so Baraka uh, shows Crace to his quarters or takes him away. And Scorpius says, uh, Your friends have been invited for refreshments in the officer's lounge. Would you care to join them? And he's and... like, uh,
1: no, I came here to work.
0: And Scorpius says, work for me or against me? We got Scorp- away before we get an answer to that one. Of course. Scorpius, of course, like he's the... he's very suspicious of this. Oh. You'd be dumb not to be. And so we then we then go to see the officer's lounge. So there's a Basically, it's like a large mess hall, and you've got all the peacekeeper officers in there. We see a few of them sat down at tables, eating and drinking, and we hear some of what they're talking about, and they say, they're not happy that they have to welcome these these criminals. We shouldn't be welcoming them. We should be executing them. They're right behind me, aren't they? Yeah, because they all walk in through the door, and (laughs) And everybody turns to look at them.
1: (laughs) By the way, the man that leads them in and says, um, make yourselves comfortable, is the same guy we saw a while back... Right. Um, yes. Pressuring. Oh God! What's the blue alien's name? Strapper. Yeah. And it's like I like that man. I still like that man. That's the way the... he smiles when he says that. It's like, <laughs> on one hand, he's like I'm okay with this. On the other hand, I wouldn't mind if somebody beats you up.
0: Yeah. He's he was the guy with uh, good job satisfaction. I think. Yes. I mean, yes. So that guy. That
1: and I'm glad he's back. Yeah. He gets a few, he, <laughs> he shows up a few times, and every time I'm like, yes,
0: well, I like this man. I like that they I keep like some of the background man. characters consistent for um, the peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. command carrier and so on that's good but yeah so everybody like everyone stops and looks at them uh, as the rest of the crew of moya come in and um Aaron walks over to go get a drink and you can hear people like traitor mm-hmm. yeah
1: that was something i had completely not realized that Aaron coming back here would be even <laughs> worse for them for the others the others had just hated She's a traitor. Yeah, she's on familiar terrain. Um, well, familiar and unfamiliar terrain at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's it's that thing of uh, you can't go home again, mm-hmm. and you definitely can't in uh, her case. So, then uh, we see Braca leading Cray to his quarters, mm-hmm. and we actually see him walking down corridors, and now's one of the times when we see actually haven't been inside like long corridors of a peacekeeper vessel for a while, so. I, I noticed that oh right, these are very similar to how Talon looks with a few extra pieces yep. and just not lit uh, as red. It's like right, there's that peacekeeper design of the uh the angular, like blocky walls almost, but they are sort of curved, but
1: And also here Craze is getting the same insults yeah. from people passing him in the hall. Trader, Frelchek, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, they're all looking at him with disgust, and like, of course, this is like an awkward thing for both uh, Aaron and Krace because not only was... I mean, Aaron was a peacekeeper, and is now infamous for deserting, Mm -hmm. but Krace was in command of probably a lot of these people.
1: Yeah, this ship. So, aside from a few people who've been transferred... And died this is probably most of his old crew hmm.
0: so uh, braka shows him to his quarters which are like very very small and Braca comments on this and says now uh, probably a bit smaller than the last time you were here <laughs> not what you're used to but considering that you should be in the brig yeah i don't think you get to complain
1: <laughs> also don't waste your time on looking for bugs you're not that important
0: I think, I think also Kreis uh, says like, you know, Brock, I predicted your rise in the ranks here and I still hold on to that uh, belief. You're a consummate peacekeeper and I love
1: Braca's face because there's a moment of pride and then he realizes why he's proud all of a sudden because a deserted captain just told him that it's like, and then he leaves <laughs> flustered. It's like, I'm not supposed to feel pride over this traitor saying that.
0: Damn it. And also because, you know, when Crace calls him a consummate peacekeeper, given Crace's current position, it's not a compliment. So then we go back to the officer's lounge, and everyone is sat trying to eat, and it's still, you know, it's really awkward. Jewel says it's weird being here. And actually talking to Aaron says, it must have been awful to grow up in a place like this.
1: Aaron looks at the table where the other peacekeepers are playing cards, and they're laughing and she gets a flash to when she was sitting at that table with another friend of hers playing cards and she just says no it wasn't awful which is right that was home for her that despite what they think of peacekeepers
0: she wasn't treated badly no that was her life until like i guess now until three years ago three -hmm. cycles ago so um Meanwhile, also in the this scene, Chiana is making friends the way Chiana always makes friends.
1: Yeah. <sighs> why does this why why does Chiana always make friends and then end up starting fist fights? Or <laughs> well, almost starting fist fights in this
0: case. I mean Dargo's commented on that before, it's like every planet we have Yeah, I
1: know <laughs> <laughs> That comment was in the back of my mind when I said that. Yeah. It's like
0: Because she's coming onto one of the peacekeeper officers and says, "Oh, is there room for another one at the table?" But he's not having any of it. No, he says no, and she keeps trying to flirt with him, but he's just like, "No, I don't want you here." And Dargo comes over because he sees this happening. He's like, "Yeah," because the man stands up, pushes over his chair, and his Dargo's like,
1: "Okay, this is getting out of hand." Chianna, just come on, let's leave these people alone.
0: And the peacekeeper says, I know exactly who you are. You're a Nabari Trelk. And, Dargo, you're the Luxon who took a Serbation wife and murdered her. And this pisses Dargo off.
1: Yeah, mightily. And Aaron steps in. It's like, okay, let's all just walk away. She's the only one that could have stopped Dargo there. Because otherwise he would have ripped this man's head off.
0: Yeah, she's like, that's not why we're here. It's not about that. And then Braca comes in. He says, at ease, lieutenant... Relgic is his name, and he's got—he's actually a slightly older guy, and he's got a scar down one side of his face. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he says, "Oh, we were just getting to know each other." It's like, "All right, sure, yeah, right." <laughs> but uh, Rigel says, "Like, well, now we're here, Braka. It's time for you to honor your end of uh, the deal." Where's that intelligence report I asked for? On the Hynerian homeworlds. Yeah, and Braca gives it to him and says everything there about the current Hynerian political situation. And then he says to Dargo, like, as per your terms, you can have the surgery anytime you like. And uh, the other thing you wanted, we're working on it.
1: Work faster.
0: Yeah. So, first of all, Which, we, like, we don't know any of what that means, but okay. The fact that he stops him and says, works faster,
1: I'm like, Dargo, do not undermine Bracka's command yeah. in this mess
0: hall that will cause long-term problems. <laughs> so, then Bracka goes off to presumably get on with that but then we see one of aaron's friends who we saw in her flashback and um, walk up to her yeah at the table and she just looks at, i couldn't believe it and aaron smiles a bit and she takes a drink and says here will you have a drink with me and uh, her friend she takes the drink from her looks at it and then just throws it in aaron's face and says i only drink with peacekeepers her f- her friend's face is
1: incredibly important in this scene Hmm. Because when they're talking at the very starts, like, I couldn't believe it. there's a smile on their face, clearly happy that her friend is back. Yeah. I'm talking about the Peacekeeper woman. Mm. And then when Aaron hands her the drink, you can see her look at the crowd, the people around them, hesitate, and then say this and throw it in her face. So what I'm reading in that scene is she'd have a little love to said yes for old time's sake, but she's not committing social
0: suicide in this group. I mean, I don't know if it's that straightforward. I think it's more like he's conflicted. Like, yes but not, but because of the situation they there in she goes with the one that will be less trouble for her. Yeah. She's like I'm mean, not sure how to feel about this but you know everyone's watching so
1: Yeah, otherwise she might have sat down and you know started an awkward conversation.
0: Yeah, probably. All right. So yeah, this is this is still a really awkward place for everyone to be. Yeah. Actually also cut into part of this is uh where Crichton is being shown to the workstation where he's going to be working on the <laughs> the uh, wormhole project.
1: <laughs> oh, I love this scene.
0: And Strapper's Cause... there, you know, showing him around. Remember Strapper from before? You know, small guy, tiny nose, pointy teeth, horns on his head, uh, yeah, blue boo. skin. And he's like, oh, you you can you can work over here. And there's, big, there's a big center console and then off in the corner there's a very small console with a stool next to it and that's where John will be working.
1: And John's like, oh, rather limited. he picks up the stool walks back towards the center console turns around and throws the stool into the con this
0: tiny console it's like i do not sit at the kitty table yeah you give me the big toys or i go home and scorpius is like john please and john's like no you you know give me access to everything if yeah, this is this gonna is work not how, this is not how it's gonna work <laughs> and so we see scorpius sort of and reel back a bit and consider that. So then we go through the rest of the scenes and then because now we cut back to John and uh, Strapper actually working at the center console mm-hmm. and Strapper's you know explaining how far they've got and he talks about the liquefaction.
1: Yeah, and John says, okay, so this is what you're doing to prevent the tissue liquefaction that your pilots were having.
0: Scorpius is like, oh, you know about that. It's like, yeah, Linfa told us when she was planning to defect and I'm Moya. Moya. like, clever, John. Give a bit of information that
1: probably isn't
0: relevant anymore, but you also didn't have to give. No. And Scorpius says, like, well, what else did she say? And John says, well, she didn't really get to say much because she died fairly soon after. Which
1: and... is fair. That's exactly how that happened.
0: Yeah, and John says, like, okay, well... Let's have a look at some of her equations. I need to see you know, what she was working on. And Scorpius and Strapper are like uh, hesitant. And John again gets annoyed. And he's just like, okay, open the bag or call me a cab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I can't do this blind. You've got to give me something to work with here. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. You're going to have to trust me. Otherwise, this, I, I can just leave because this is not working. Yeah. So they reluctantly agree. So now we go to see Dargo, who is uh, having the surgery they talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. and what this actually is is uh they're taking out if you remember there are some rings embedded in dargo's chest yep which is where he was chained up and he's having those removed i never
1: realized that the peacekeepers put those in there i always thought this was a Luxon ritual thing
0: yeah i think it's been brought up a couple of times like i think we've seen him chained up by them when he, in yeah, the yeah. very we've, first
1: we've seen him chained up by them and i never realized that that wasn't just the peacekeepers being oh well this is convenient we'll just hang him on those instead of we put those in there specifically for this reason
0: because well, apparently they're attached right down to the bone and the surgeon performing on him uh, says that they were not supposed to be removed also yeah. dargo's awake for this it's just like surgery on on yeah he's he's been chest. in these
1: anesthetized 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 but the surgeon asks, like you do you need more sedative yeah no, it's fine
0: <laughs> and actually everyone is there because they're in some sort of it looks a bit like a really big sauna
1: it's a sauna yeah. let's be honest it's a space sauna
0: but the the mist there's mist coming out of like uh, uh slots on the walls and what that is is apparently an anesthetic calming mist yeah. And that's why they're doing the surgery in there, but it also affects everybody else. It's like somewhere to come and relax, I think, Yeah. is the idea. And the surgeon
1: basically manages to remove them, and he says, and he hands them the rings, and he's like, uh, well, stay here for a couple of hours. the missed to help you heal. The blood runs clear, so you you don't have any infection. Everything's fine
0: you're yeah. okay can and, i just say that the surgeon is incredibly nice yeah he's a, he seems like a nice guy he's like well you're all good to go blood's clear you're fine and i apparently don't hate you for being escape criminals or whatever no it's like <laughs> no you're just another patient <laughs> yeah which i appreciate that yeah. um also everyone is wearing like silver bathrobes. Yes, yeah, or pajamas or something because it's it's. I got more of a pajama. Yeah, actually, more like pajamas, really. But it, it is basically it's a big sauna, and but of course, all the the floor tiles are black and red because it's still a peacekeeper sauna. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not like, thinking. Not like a
1: day spa. Yeah. The prop department, they either had to ask someone. Sorry, could we get like ten, maybe fifteen silver pajamas made, or gone to a store and's like we'd like to buy bulk silver pajamas. <laughs>
0: They'd probably find that fairly easily. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think this was store bought, but still, it's like, look, look that must you, have been an interesting one.
0: Look, if you can't make the pajamas from scratch, store bought is fine. Yeah, no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I get all my pajamas store bought.
0: <laughs> Nobody can tell the difference. <laughs>
1: oh no, they can't tell the difference because it doesn't look like crap. <laughs> if I made them myself, yeah, I just well wrap a towel, towel around my waist.
0: All right, anyway. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, Aaron and john are talking to each other here because Aaron says that uh, it's actually safe to talk because the mist in the room that uh is the anesthetic and calming actually messes with surveillance so they can't be spied on in here
1: yeah and chris told them that and this is where john says right chris will know that because it's his old boat and that's why i realized
0: Oh, right. Yep,
1: yep. I completely forgot that this is the same command carrier.
0: Well, I mean, it's not even—it's not necessarily clear that it was the same command carrier. The Scorpius could have taken a new one off screen and it wouldn't yeah, have that's done true. anything. But now we are told here that, yes, this is Crace's old command carrier, which makes sense. But it just yeah, wasn't There's clear no before. reason
1: to swap it out if it's working.
0: Yeah. But John asks how Aaron is doing, and Aaron says, I wish I was anywhere else but here. <laughs> but uh, have you decided on a plan yet? And John says, okay, well, plan A was erase the data, but I need to figure out how to do that, find the erase button. So we go to plan B, which was to send them in the wrong direction on their research on purpose, but then I need to know which was the right direction. So currently working on plan C, run like hell.
1: (laughs) Wait, are you serious?
0: Yeah, and he says, like, I'm not really considering C, but don't get comfortable here. It's like nobody is, trust me. Yeah, nobody's comfortable. So we then have a short scene in the uh, Peacekeeper's Lounge again, in the Officer's Lounge, and there are three Peacekeepers there, including Reljic, who we saw earlier, and there's a slightly larger guy with a moustache and a couple others. And basically they're saying that Relgic says he could never stand Luxons. I hate that Luxon, could never stand them, looking down his ugly nose at us. I've got an idea to give them a scare. Do you still have that thing they made for you after that battle? He says to the other guy, and he and nods and smiles. Grins evilly. <laughs> so we cut back to the uh, the sauna, whatever, and Jewel and Dargo are sitting down um, just on some stone stairs, or black and, black and red stairs, and Jewel says, like, she doesn't trust Scorpius.
1: And he asks, are we going to die here? And Dargo's like, what, in this room? In the ship, <laughs> what do you mean? Q man coming in?
0: Yeah, because the it's the it's not Reljek, It's actually his friend who's the larger guy with the mustache, and he's basically he's uh, naked from the waist up, but he's got a big metal arm on one side. Yeah, with that's...
1: a circular saw at the it, yeah. at the end of it,
0: <laughs> and he's basically come, he starts attacking Dargo.
1: Dargo's just dodging, weaving. I like that the first thing Dargo tries is just tongue the man in the neck because Darga's like oh okay Whoosh. but the man saw that coming yeah. sadly yes. otherwise this would have been diffused i like that that's Darga's first thing it's like diffuse this we don't yeah. need this
0: <laughs> and so they try and have a fight but uh, they get uh, higher up onto a onto a slightly raised platform mm-hmm. um which is reasonably high up and they fighting on the edge of it and the guy with the saw hand he's like right at the edge and he's about to fall off dargo grabs him
1: yes dargo's like nope he grabs him by the regular arm
0: Mm. and then he tries to bring his saw arm down on dargo so dargo moves takes his arm off and lets go Dargo has to let go there and so the guy falls down so twist so he lands with the circular saw in his own chest
1: i mean dargo did everything he could there yeah he tried to he tried to knock the man out at the start then he was just fighting and he tried to save his life and if that man hadn't tried to chop dargo's arm off
0: mm. he would have still been alive and then of course relgic comes in with some more troops and says oh dargo like says to dargo and you like right don't move oh dear what's happened here Mm-hmm. and i'm like oh no they've got it in for those two but the next scene is mm-hmm. an interesting um twist on this, because in the next scene, we are in Scorpius's quarters, and he's basically, he's chewing out Relgic. Yeah,
1: because Scorpius is no idiot. He knows what happened here.
0: Yeah, and he's like, if any of the guests are harmed, not only will the assailant be executed, but so will you, and so go away. Like, I'm holding you responsible for this. You yeah. know, I know that this was your doing, and if any of the guests are harmed, you will pay. And he's angry and pissed off. So, yeah, Like, Scorpius is, he wants to keep John happy, because that's how John's going to work with him. Yeah. And so that means he has to keep everybody else safe.
1: He considers
0: these people his guests for the time being. Yeah, because right now it is beneficial to him to do so. Yep. I mean, as soon as it becomes, as soon as that isn't the case, he's not going to give a shit.
1: No, then he'd give them jack all, but... Yeah. Right now he's like, works
0: and treat them as well as you can and then we see something else else interesting because then john is upset it's like give me one good reason why i should stick around here and scorpius starts apologizing to him yeah it's like i'm terribly sorry it won't happen again
1: and dargo's like yeah i'll make sure of that yeah i'm taking Chiana and jewel back to the ship. uh Chiana, jewel rigel back to the ship and no, back to moya and Bracca and scorpius are like there's no need for that um and Braka's like, you all well, know you wouldn't if you do that, there's more incentive, uh, less incentive for you to help us if there's less people here in danger. Yeah. And Scorpius is like, no, everybody who wants to leave can leave. That's fine. Just calm down, everyone. Because he's he's really tr- playing peacemaker here, which is
0: weird. It's weird for to see. Yeah because it it actually like John is in a has a position of power over him. Yeah, John I holds, noticed that as well. John holds a lot of the cards here. He's he's neg- he's able to get Scorpius to negotiate. Yeah, I I have written down here that Scorpius is on the back foot mm. at this point. And But the thing about Scorpius is that when he is on the back foot, he is prepared to negotiate and to accommodate Crichton and do everything he can, because all he cares about is the goal. We've seen Scorpius's ego come through a couple of times. It's but very rare. It's very rare, because yeah, in general, Scorpius doesn't act... I, I know I've talked about this before, but Scorpius in general doesn't really have an ego when it comes to his goals. He'll do whatever it takes, even if it means he has to capitulate and apologise to Crichton. And he sees the value of an ally. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's
1: someone he doesn't even know if he can trust.
0: That's why I love Scorpius, because he's not just a big, bad, evil guy. Nope. You know, he's not just a generic villain. He has that depth and that cunning to know when to be apologetic and when to accommodate someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's that's because in a lot of other fiction and media the big bad guy's ego is his downfall. Yeah, and in this case that's not a weakness Scorpius has. It's only ever come up, I think, at the end of season two, when he says to Crichton was like, You made this personal. And that's why he yeah. leaves Crichton to die you know, leaves Crichton to in agony at the end of season two with his like the chip taken out. Yeah, I condemn you to live. Yeah. That's one of the but, but, few times we've seen Scorpius do something purely for himself. Yeah, and
1: at that point he had everything he wanted, so he, he afforded himself that luxury. Mm. It's like I got everything, there's nothing to lose anymore, I can just do this now, because there's it's fine.
0: Yeah, and and so all of this stuff of seemingly like he's your big bad guy. He shouldn't be, you know, listening to the heroes or whatever. But no, this is within Scorpius' character to be mm-hmm. that that guy, and that's why I really like Scorpius as a yeah. as a villain. Ah. He's scary
1: like that Mm. because you know he'll do everything and literally everything to get to his goal
0: Mm. Alright so Dargo and the rest will go off um, back to Moya, at least that's the plan Um, but uh, then Dargo reminds Braca of your other, what about your other promise and um, Scorpius says like right Braca hand it over and he gives Dargo a file on Macton and I'm like I don't know who that is but I know who that is yeah, it, it was his wife's brother, and it was yep. who actually killed his wife. Like, I figured what, that... Like, I didn't remember the name, but when they gave him files on a
1: specific person, I was like, there's only one person that could possibly be that isn't yeah. Jothy.
0: Yeah, and it's... Yeah, this is way back in They've Got a Secret, Um, when the he was named, which was quite a while ago. There was Season 1, Episode 10. Yep. You know, the, the, Farscape does do those deep cuts, but... um. Yeah, so now he knows or he's got information on his wife's killer and where to find him.
1: Yeah. Oh, so it's oh, like oh. well, I know what we're doing in I know at least one episode of season
0: 4. <laughs> so then we see Krace in his quarters um going over some uh documents and looking for plans and stuff of Talon and then Lieutenant Laurel comes in to join him. And and she sort of stood there and he's like, "Ah, good to see you." is it a problem working with someone who's lost command she's like no, no just following orders scorpius i know and i know scorpius stole your command from you and then even though you left without a, a word my my feelings for you didn't change <laughs> i like
1: how she says that <laughs> they kiss yeah of course and then then right after when they're talking like well i hated you for the first uh, the last two years i'm like you just said your feelings didn't change, well, yeah. hang on, <laughs>
0: says, I hated you, but that was the only way to deal with what happened
1: yeah no that that was fair, <laughs> and she said that she's been uh, Scorpius put her in the aurora chair and uh convinced her to spy on him,
0: yeah, and... she knows he knows about their past together, mm-hmm, so I they clearly have a history
1: and Cray says with that well it's it's what I've, I was afraid of, everybody I cared about is going to be used as a spy against me
0: and she said but i don't hate i don't hate you and he said oh, well i don't hate you and then they kiss again oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a trap <laughs> yeah <duh. laughs>
1: and to be completely honest i think chreis knows that as well mm,
0: maybe he's he not does. that
1: stupid the thing is this could be his achilles heel yeah but I wouldn't be surprised if Crace knows what's going on, mm. and it's just like, yeah, well, might as well steal a kiss while I'm here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know. well, or you know, more seriously, play along and see where it yeah, goes. Yeah, that's fair. So then I would go up to uh, John, who is, he's been introduced to a new theory uh, by Strapper. Strapper says, well, what we've been trying to do is stabilize a wormhole before re- re-entry, mm-hmm. and so they're discussing that. Scorpius comes in and says. Have you made any progress yet? And they're like, No, we're working on it. And he's yeah, like, Yeah, we keep being interrupted. And Scorpius is like, You need to move faster, work faster. And John's like, Look, I'm giving you everything I can, man. And Scorpius is like, Are you? Maybe consciously, but subconsciously, you may be holding back. Yeah, and he touches his head, and John's like, Don't touch me. And John says, Like, look, I'm okay with the idea. Like, you want wormholes to go after Scarons, Fine by me, if it's true. And Scorpius says, "Yes, it is, and I can prove it with excerpts from my personal file from before I was a peacekeeper." And so he brings out a DVD with, uh, <laughs> with, with incubator on it.
1: Yeah, it's like he grabs the DVD box of season three and it's he basically like, Okay, just where grabs, are we?
0: There's the disc. Let's hang on Put a second. A there player. we go. Third
1: episode. You want you want a seat Popcorn, maybe? <laughs> just drink. Thankfully, okay, we fine. are
0: spared having to watch that again because. Yeah.
1: <laughs> This is the one... I'll be completely honest. This is the one point where I'm glad Incubator... No, that's, not, that, that's too harsh on the episode. But I am glad Incubator happened because we can skip that part in this episode.
0: Well, the other thing is that, like... Uh, it, there would not have been room for that in this no, episode. No, there wouldn't have been room for that. All of it. I don't know. Like you, <laughs> it, it also seems like... Like, Incubator was purely for the audience, not for any of the characters, really. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if they put Incubator in, specifically
1: because they realized this episode would not maybe, have it. regret.
0: Oh, maybe. Um, anyway, uh, we actually, you know, skip ahead. We don't have to go through all that again, because Thanks. the next scene is we're back inside Crichton's head in black and white, still in the army uh, motif, and they're sat next... John and Harvey are sat next to the truck, you know, gearing up and... Harvey still in his uh, gi gear and mm-hmm. john says like are the scarins the threat that scorpius claims is this all legit is this all about yeah, board uh,
1: everything i've seen on these files of scorpius is this legit
0: and harvey says like well i share scorpius's intellect but not his uh, passion and uh, other and his fears and his fears um so i can speak more objectively but i agree with him we should not allow the Scarons to have uh wormhole tech we should get it first
1: I'd like to mention that what Scorpius, what Harvey says about not feeling fear is bull because yeah. that's exactly what we saw at the start of the episode.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't have the important thing is he doesn't have Scorpius's fears. Not that he doesn't experience fears. He doesn't have Scorpius's fears and passions. That's what he. That's what I he, highly doubt. That's this, what by he the said. Way. That's what he yeah, said. That's what he says. <laughs> I don't
1: believe him. Um but I, I think I I wouldn't be surprised if Harvey's playing John at this point as well. well no, maybe no, it's not entitled no, to Because Harvey says, Well he's starting to trust you. Very few people get to see his backstory like this. Yeah. And he says, He's starting to trust you and John's like, Yeah. Despite the fact that I've been lying
0: to his face. And like, oh yeah, right, because Scorpius can tell when people are lying to him. I completely
1: forgot that as well (laughs) at this
0: point. So did I, but it's like, right, no, no, okay, we do know that. That's been established several times.
1: So there has to be an explanation for this. And And Harvey comes up with it. Yeah, Harvey says, look, I've been stabilizing your heat signatures to prevent Scorpius from figuring out that you're lying. How
0: the hell harvey is able to do that (laughs) well we know harvey has exerted control over john's body before several times like i know mostly when he takes control of john yeah but that's always been with
1: the chip installed he's the only time he's done that without the chip was um well that was infinite possibilities yes but it is still possible That that was a special setup but it, it could be that John has given, given him some reign. Yeah. Be like, look, do your job and follow mm. orders. Otherwise, I'll put you back in the cage.
0: You can get back in the dumpster. Yep. <laughs> it does
1: neatly close that plot hole of Scorpius being able to tell when you're lying. Yep. But he doesn't realize that any, some, the others are lying. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs>
1: well, they, he's not really interacting with them. He's only interacting with John, mostly. And unless he starts asking very direct questions, the fact that they're lying isn't that interesting. Because of course no. they. No.
0: Yeah. So then we see Krace and Lieutenant Larell again, who have uh, who are starting to inspect Talon, and we see Talon in big hangar bay, and uh, the peacekeepers are looking up at him, and Lieutenant Larell is weapons like, are "Drawn? Of course." And he's like, "Oh, he's beautiful. No, you can all stand down your weapons. Like he's been deactivated. He's not a threat." Um and I have to believe that from you, Braca says. Yeah. <laughs> and uh he says like, well you can come aboard and see for yourself if you like Braca. Um but he declines, so Chris goes on board to uh start work. Mm-hmm. And as Chris leaves, Braca turns to Laurel and says, uh, did he believe your confession? Completely. Trust me unconditionally.
1: No, he doesn't.
0: <laughs> also, yes, of course, it's a trap, and she's a double agent. You know, yeah. th- of course. But uh, is she a triple agent? Does she really feel? We don't. We don't know. <laughs> Who knows? There's, I'm, there's layers here. By the way, speaking of the plot hole we plugged last
1: scene, I had a realization. How did Scorpius not know that Rachel and Dargo were lying in the previous episode?
0: Ah, uh, maybe he doesn't. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what? Fair enough. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just don't worry about it.
0: Maybe... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it only works on sebations or humans. <laughs> Who knows? We don't... I don't know. It's, it's it's, maybe it's is a little important. bit of a plot. Maybe it's a tiny yeah. plot hole for uh, the last episode, but it's not a huge... I don't think no, it's a it's huge fine. issue. So, uh, meanwhile, John and Aaron are uh, walking about inside the command carrier, and they actually go through a room, or they go through a door... Into a big open park space. Yeah. There's like a there's there's grass and trees and statues, but we can see overhead there's like a dome to it. There's like mm-hmm. a ceiling. And Aaron says it's a planetary terrain reconstruction, which is it's where like, we do combat training. Apparently we have forty of these on the ship. Yeah, the command carriers are really big, it turns out. Yep. Um, but John says to Aaron's like, Are Skarin's really the real enemy? Like, are they as bad as Scorpius says? And Aaron can say, well, we were taught that they were awful, vicious killing machines, but that's what we were taught, you know.
1: Yeah, she knows that that info is not that pure.
0: But John's like, our oh, wormhole's the only way to stop them. And Aaron's like, well, that's not your problem, is it? Like, you need to focus on why you're here. Yeah, and
1: if they don't manage to. I mean, if, when you sabotage this, they'll have to find another way of deterring the Scarons. That's not your problem.
0: Yeah, but John seems a bit unsure about this, and John's like, "My work—the work has work taken a while. Maybe you—you you don't need to stick around here. You should head back to Moya. Mm-hmm. But uh, Aaron—I think Aaron's like, "No, I'm staying here."
1: Yeah, we don't see it, but that's very clearly what she
0: said. Yeah, you can scene. see her determination. But so, actually, back aboard Moya, Rigel uh, and Jewel and basically uh, Rigel, Jewel, Channer, and Dargo have made it back, mm-hmm. and they're looking at the hologram that was on the uh, chip that baraka gave rigel and rigel's very pleased it's like oh because there's a narration voiceover Mm -hmm. saying that and these planets are rising up and calls for abdication or whatever and
1: Um, dominar rigel the
0: 16th The basically he's rigel is gaining more support Mm -hmm. and he's like oh oran wasn't lying there are people who would support me i could come back raise an army take back control one, hasn't he been gone for, like, on over 100 years? Yeah, but right, but Hynerians live a long time, so... Yeah,
1: I know, it's just... Wow, I'm surprised
0: so many people remember him. Secondly, I don't believe a word from this report. Uh, it, there's, there's, there is no reason for them to give him a legit report, but... No. Uh, I,
1: they, I, the thing is, as peacekeepers, I'd give him a fake report just to appease him. But meta-textually speaking, that this would set up a nice episode for Season 4.
0: Yeah, also, I think um, it's in Scorpius's interest, certainly, to give them actually what they want, because yeah. if if John finds out that it's a load of crap, then there goes your alliance.
1: That's fair, and there's, th- this is one of those things where there is nothing to gain from giving false Rigel the false report.
0: Yeah, sure. In fact, if you do give him, if this is genuine, then maybe you have an ally in Rigel,
1: that is true. Rigel is somebody who pays back his allies.
0: Hmm. So anyway, uh, they're there, and Chana But while they're sitting there, Chana suddenly has a vision, and she's like, "Ah, oh God, no, Pilot, what's wrong? Pilot, you were screaming. Something's wrong." And Pilot's like, no. "This, everything's fine. I, I don't know what's the problem." Oh, oh hang on. Wait what's a minute. This? <laughs> Peacekeepers are approaching. Marauder and. Uh, some prowlers it's like another retrieval squad okay no we need to get out of here starburst right now and he's like right starburst let's go and then do the whole starburst sequence there's the shot of the like the electricity coming up around pilot's den we see from the outside and it's like okay they're getting away but they get shot halfway through yep and I was like Like, oh no "Ah." pilot screams and
1: like yeah there it it is
0: there it is and I'm like this power of Chiana is not very useful. <laughs> it's like, there's a bad thing coming. Is there? Everything seems fine. Oh, no, bad thing. There's a bad thing coming. <laughs> Could you be more specific?
1: Time frame, location, <laughs> <No>. type?
0: Because <laughs> she's not been able to do anything about any of no. them. No,
1: because this one was like 10 seconds beforehand. The last one, I mean, the
0: last one was... was like a few if, minutes, maybe? The one before that was half an hour. Yeah.
1: Maybe maybe even several hours? It's like there's no even no
0: time frame to work in. So but anyway, Moya gets attacked by peacekeepers and shot and we cut away as we see Pilot screaming in agony. And then we are we are with Crace and Laurel inside Talon and she's like, Talon is amazing, you know, he's an incredible uh work of uh, genius or whatever and it's like, What was it like to have the neural interface? and Crace is like, Well there was uh, thousand different sensations all at once it was indescribable and why d- and she asks him why he would give it up but uh chris says well talon wouldn't take orders anymore yeah um, it, Tal- talon you know. wouldn't be controlled but she says to him so well neither would you to a point he's like well that's partly why i'm no longer a captain <laughs> <laughs> And she says, "Would you do you regret leaving the peacekeepers?" And he says, "He does sometimes, but what he regrets most is not trying to take her with him."
1: Oh, you I, old softy!
0: But she says, "I wouldn't have gone with you then, not then." Yeah. oh mm.
1: she's working you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. T- I'm telling you, I think Chris is onto this.
0: Yeah it was I mean we well, I guess we'll see. So I,
1: to be honest I have no idea. Honestly audience I have no idea if he's onto it or not. I I, was, this is just what I know of Crace and I think he's
0: I would believe worst, it.
1: yeah. On the other
0: hand this could be his one Achilles heel that completely yeah. throws him off. So neither of those things are out of character so we are yep. it is a bit of a mystery for the audience mm-hmm. we don't know. Mm-hmm. And that that's good stuff. So then we go to see Aaron, who's gone to see her friend that she ran into earlier. Yeah. And now they're sort of sat somewhere a bit further away, so no, no one is, like, staring at them anymore. Um, and because now She meets up in the prowler deck, right, actually. In the, right, yeah, sorry, in the prowler deck. And um, she's like, look, I want to talk to you. And she's like, well, no, I don't talk to traitors. I don't have anything
1: to say because you, you betrayed us. And it's like, no, that's not what happened. Grace considered me irredeemably contaminated and i had to leave
0: yeah and but and then Crace and then she says and yeah and then Crace got kicked out when he went renegade it's like you could have come back then but aaron says no it was it was too late by then and i I didn't want to come back yeah
1: and that's when her friend actually breaks up and is like then you are it's raider
0: he says, "Well, no, actually, technically, I'm a deserter. It's not really the same thing." <laughs> but Eren um, doesn't get to say any more because then there's a big alert comes in over the comms. It's like, "We alert! There's a captured Leviathan is being brought in," and like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and we see a CG shot of the outside of the command carrier, and there are these big ships towing in Moya into mm-hmm. the command carrier's, uh, basically in- into their fleet and where they are we have captured Moya. So um, Strapper is... We see Strapper and John again. Strapper is talking to John about first some more. And John says, mm-hmm. you must have liked her. Um, and he said, yes, you know, I did, but I'm Apparently, sorry. Apparently
1: Linf and Strapper butted heads a lot during research. But he
0: did like her. And
1: John's I, like, I'm sorry, man. I think that's one of the... I mean, if you're in having a lot of discussions professionally mm. about your subject and really going against them. each other yeah, yeah but being okay with each other privately i think that's one of the best working relationships you could have in research
0: <laughs> like yeah, yeah somebody good. who
1: challenges everything you say
0: <laughs> but uh, they're looking at the equations and you find something's wrong and john's like no there's a mistake in here something's um, this isn't right if we do it like this and he starts drawing on his hands like then maybe this would work but mm-hmm. before anything else can happen Aaron runs in it's like they've captured moya john's
1: mm-hmm. like what Scorpius, the son of a bitch. In this scene, Hats, do you also hear that sound you hear when somebody is using a phone? Yes, I was. Yeah,
0: there was. Yeah, yeah, so that wasn't
1: just my. i was
0: worried about that as well, yeah.
1: First viewing and second viewing is like, hang on, it's on the DVD.
0: Somebody's on my DVD. They didn't spot that in editing. Come on, take that out. I'm assuming that's the only. They didn't have a separate take well you can no- still mask that like you can this you can try it's somebody's phone went off during recording maybe yeah you could hear that, in, could the, hear that in the d- in the audio did it did it did it did it yeah damn it uh fix it it was like hang on yeah anyway uh, so uh <laughs> the next scene uh realgic is asking what's going on it's like, what the hell is this uh, Scorpius's orders were to keep them happy and to not go after them and then uh, we hear somebody interrupt him. Mm-hmm. A woman who comes forward and... Uh, she has purple eyes. Oh right, yeah, so so this is we find out her name later but uh, for the ease of talking about her character, this is Commandant Grazer mm-hmm. and she is ostensibly looks like a Sebastian woman but she's got short black hair uh, silver lips, uh, purple blue eyes and um, some form of like light, silvery almost makeup on, and she's wearing like a long dress with the possible textbook definition of a plunging neckline. Yep, <laughs> like to yep. her navel plunging neckline. Yep, <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is Commandant Grazer who is played by Rebecca Riggs, and uh, she is uh, actually, apparently, just a little bit of backstory. She was a big fan of sci fi growing up, loved Blake 7, and uh. Commandant Grazer shares a few traits with uh, Sir Valen, who's a character huh. from Blake Seven. So they look similar and they're both, you know, high ranking officials. So, you know, a little bit of nice. a little bit of a parallel there, which is cool. But so she comes in and says, like, right. These are people who were captured under my orders. Yes.
1: And I'm like, ah, the wild card commander. Oh, yeah. and
0: uh, you look, you look after these prisoners for me. And uh Meanwhile, John and Aaron are running through the corridors of like, okay, we've got to find out what's going on, and they're blocked by two peacekeepers and like, the security lockdown. We can't let you through. And they're like, oh well. Okay. Wait, wait. One
1: Boom. of these guys is my favorite man. Uh, my favorite oh, peacekeeper guy. man again. Jo- yeah. Job
0: satisfaction man. Woo. <laughs> but they're like, okay, we can't let you through. And John and and John and Aaron are like. Hmm. Oh, okay. punch and <laughs> just knock him out and oh, keep running so, so yeah John and Aaron have taken the peacekeeper's guns and they're running off to find what happens so we then go to Scorpius' quarters again and he's talking to uh, Grey's end like what have you done this gamut project is under my authority and she says your authority is not absolute and let me introduce Cortosco who is a Luxon ambassador and like what? So, also, this is probably the first Luxon, I think, other than Joffy, we've seen since season two. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, we have seen other Luxons, but yes. But, uh, and he's in a nice looking robe, and he's like, he's the Luxon ambassador. And he says that uh, to Scorpius, like, that we have signed a defense agreement with the Peacekeepers, and we are, and I have been sent to promote other such agreements.
1: But... Half of the worlds we come by are terrified of the peacekeepers.
0: Yeah, and then Grazer says the other half laugh at us because of our inability to capture a handful of escaped prisoners whose exploits are becoming legendary.
1: Yep, that's about right.
0: <laughs> so Crichton and his uh, friends are now basically a PR problem for the peacekeeper empire as a <laughs> whole, which is a pretty big achievement, really. <laughs> good, Bravo! Good job! Bravo. Good job! Yeah, well done. <laughs> And but Scorpius is like, why should we care what these people think? These lesser species think. And uh, but she says that well, we care about their opinions because we are uniting as much of the uncharted territories as we can, so that we can improve our bargaining position with the Scarns. And the moment she says bargaining position, Scorpius is like, bargaining position? He's yeah, he's mad. He's like, I can't believe you want to negotiate. You cannot negotiate with Scarns. That is suicide and but she says a truce is being explored the fact that the concept of the truce is being explored
1: is suicide he's getting really angry and i'm like yes this is scorpius i want to see this is revenge driven
0: yeah he's like i know the scarrants i know them better than you ever could and if even just suing for peace even just going for a to negotiate will be seen as a sign of weakness um, but the Luson says' is like that 's what the alliances are for that 's why we 're here and it's like and Scorpius just gets angry at that as well
1: he 's like no those we all know those alliances are not going to
0: be enough mm. uh, meanwhile John and Aaron are trying to get to Scorpius but Braca stops them and he 's like oh, that, that, you know it wasn 't Scorpius Scorpius didn 't capture <laughs> Moya I, I like that Braca this starts with Braca pointing a gun at them They're like freeze and john 's just walking
1: up to him and taking the pistol out of his hands like braca's like Damn it! He knows I can't shoot
0: him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like he's got the the bracelet on, right? Yeah, he's not going <laughs> to shoot John. <laughs> but he says that Scorpius didn't capture Moya, and so they're they're a little unsure about this. And mm-hmm. so we go back to Scorpius's quarters, and uh Grazer is now saying like, "This is not the time to provoke the Scarans." This idea of suicide. Scorpius is you know reiterating, and then John yeah. comes in, you know, sticks his gun in Scorpius's face. is like, <laughs>
1: "Let my friends go." Are pull the trigger bracelets or not
0: yeah kill us both and scorpius is like look your moya and your friends are unharmed and they were not captured on my order
1: and grazer says no they were captured on mine jump points his pistol at grazer while still holding his rifle at scorpius
0: and she says you can't see them because they've been taken into custody and then then john's like well who, who the hell are you and this is when she introduces herself as commandant meleon grazer is their full name and you yep. must be john crichton Yes. He's like,
1: yep. The infamous John Crichton.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's like, hmm, infamous, yeah, well. If when it, my friends
1: are in danger, I'm known to make infamously stupid decisions.
0: Uh, right? And he looks at Aaron, Aaron's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, that I can agree with, but I can't accept Scorpius' deal that he's offered you. And uh, says to Scorpius, like, you've lost control here. He really has, by the way. Hmm. <laughs> But uh, Scorpius calms the ship, or he comms the, uh, the rest of the command carrier and says that, uh, look, t- telling his crew, like, you will release Moya and her prisoners at once, and uh, Baraka, have security take Grazer to her vessel and escort them out of this sector. Yeah. And she's like, all right, we'll do it your way, we'll do it the hard way, but I'll come back with a full council sanction, and you should mm-hmm. not have made me an enemy, and says to John, you should not have pointed a weapon at me.
1: And as she leaves, John's like I really should should stop pointing guns at people.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's that that tense like scene there is real good.
1: Scorpius really has lost control. Hmm. Like John Crichton can just storm into his office pointing a gun at him and he's apologizing while that's happening. Yeah.
0: Like we said, like Scorpius is prepared to do anything it takes to get what he wants, but from Grazer's position it, it just seems like he's not in control. And I don't think he is. Yeah, but I mean, I think Scorpius is okay with that as long as it leads to what he wants. That is true. But it means that he is in a position to be overruled very Mm -hmm. easily, which is what uh, he's come up against. And so uh, Grazer is leaving, but she runs into Relgic on the way out and says, like, "Uh, listen. Because he
1: asks, like, what's what's this? You told us to detain them, and now we need to let them go. And she's just... Charge, she just grabs him by the shoulder, shoves him against the cage. Hmm. It's like, You will listen to orders.
0: Well, she puts something in his neck. Yeah, she actually gets like kind of up close to him, almost a little bit, little bit sensually, but still angry, but still like, You will do what I ask you to. But put slip something in the back of his neck. In the back you will
1: of... do what you, what you are told. Is yeah, exactly. Which I like
0: <laughs> kinky. I mean, what. Um, but mm. <laughs> she puts something because she says that as she slips that into
1: in, into his collar in the neck, yeah. it's like very clearly signalling you
0: will do as you are told. Mm. So she's leaving behind a contingency. All right. Mm-hmm. So then John uh, gets on the comms to Pilot. In fact, he says to Scorpius, "Is like, look, man, I need a comms channel. Give me a comms channel." And so Scorpius gives him one, and John talks to Pilot. And says, "Look, man, this wasn't." His doing, like, it's not going to happen again. I'll yeah, like,
1: Moya will not accept a new
0: control caller. She'd rather die. It's like, there won't be a control caller. It's okay. And he's like, tell him, Scorp. And Scorp is like, yeah, no, I apologize. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. Wasn't supposed to happen. And
1: those two are working together there for a Yes, moment. I
0: noticed that, like, in this bit, like, John's like, okay, no, Scorp, tell him. And he's like, you're yeah, right, yeah. They're, they're actually collaborating. They're yeah. not working at odds here.
1: No, this is... Comp- Both are
0: genuinely working together in this point. I mean, we've seen John, like, think of, like, struggle with the idea that maybe Scorpius is right about this. Yeah. And he, and, but now they are working together. It's
1: it's almost that
0: slight familiarity with working with Scorpius
1: because he's been working with Harvey.
0: Yeah, maybe that a little bit as well. And he's not entirely convinced that what Scorpius wants to do is wrong. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, He's unsure about it. It's, oh. And it, the thing is is like you notice that they're working together in this scene, particularly, and they're actually mm-hmm. not at each other's throats, they're nope, being not at all, but it doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere, no, like it feels and like, I think, for lack of I a think, better term, it feels organic, I think that's partially because we've
1: seen him work together with Harvey,
0: yeah, which is oh god it's that's again, like this is why Scorpius makes her a great antagonist that's villain because he's not entirely wrong no and It also makes me realize that despite that Harvey
1: hasn't been actively working against John lately and not trying to... I mean, he's been influencing John, but by working together with him, he's been influencing John as well because he's been making it more comfortable Mm. for John to work together with Scorpius. Even though Scorpius and Harvey are not the same person, in many ways they are. Yeah. So this feels more natural. Mm. And it's also slightly insidious.
0: Yeah. Oh, and we don't. We don't even know if, like Harvey says, that he's only concerned about his own survival or John's survival. But we don't know if he's either loyal to Scorpius or not. Yeah. And he, even if he isn't, he even if he didn't do this intentionally, he
1: has made it less. Mm-hmm outrageous yes. for John's subconscious to be, like, working with Scorpius. Mm. That seed was planted a long time ago. Layers on layers on layers.
0: It's all Oh, it's all coming together.
1: But it is, it is kind of fun to see Scorp- real Scorpius and John working together. But that's what I mean. is like
0: you have to – you sort of step back and like, oh, yeah, this is weird. Like, yeah. they're working together. But, but in that scene, you're like, no, this makes sense. Mm-hmm given everything we've seen so far but you're like wait a minute this is this is bizarre and and they they play off each other so naturally it's yeah. like if these
1: two characters weren't that different like Scorpius is mm. way too cold-hearted to ever be able to to be accepted by John but if he wasn't these two might make a very good team
0: hmm not necessarily that they would be friends but they could make a good team yeah yeah
1: that's like I said, if, if Scorpius wasn't so cold-hearted, they might even be friends.
0: Yeah, in fact, like, in my notes, I was like, this is, like, is this John and Scorpius bonding? Like, is this, yeah. oh, This is like, wow, okay. And, like I said, it feels somewhat natural. It doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't come out of nowhere. It doesn't feel like an abrupt turn for either of their characters. Nope. Which is good stuff. All right, so then we go to see uh, Relgic again. And mm-hmm. he's in his quarters. And the little device that he fished out of his collar starts beeping and so he taps it and says hello and it's
1: this is velgic and yeah uh, encryption has been activated i am alone
0: yeah and uh, it's grazer on the other end of course she's being sent back we see her face basic... is such
1: a nice woman can i just say that she is so concerned with them with, with people's safety
0: yeah she's so concerned for john's safe for scorpius's safety yeah he wants to make sure they're okay like she's she's in a ship going away but she's sat in basically what seems to be like an office Mm-hmm. like sort of sat back a little bit there's a desk in front of her with a raised sort of arch um in front and there's a big peacekeeper logo behind her and so she says like i she wants basically she wants to remove scorpius from command
1: but yeah but it's going to get has she ha, she has to go through the whole process of getting papers okay. which might take time
0: yeah, and you know.
1: given the and Because Relic says, well, most of the crew will be happy that uh, you'll be removing him. She's like, well, that's why I worry about Scorpius. Because, uh, you know, with the crew that uh, restless, something might happen to him. She knows that the crew has a very low opinion of him. Yeah, I'm concerned of his safety. And Relček says, like, well, he is heavily guarded, but his connection to Crichton makes him vulnerable. And then Grazer says, "Like, and that means that I'm also very concerned about the safety of John
0: Crichton. Yeah, all that, Like, they've got heavy encryption on, but she's still being euphemistic about the whole thing. Yeah, she doesn't say anything what, yeah, she, uh, what could be incriminating. You know what I just realized? What? Scorpius is now in very much the same position that Kreis was at the end of season one. Yep. <laughs> Like yeah. somebody with more authority than him has come in and is seeking to remove him because yep. they feel that he's not doing the job the right way and is blind and is blinded by his own by, by something blinded else.
1: Blinded by his own revenge.
0: By his own revenge. Oh, there's both Oh crap. God, that parallel. Oh, oh, period. <laughs> I just
1: realized now that it's both revenge, different different targets, but they're both revenge-driven.
0: Yeah, and how the now the how the tables have turned. <laughs> We've come full circle. We have, and one of the interesting things is,
1: is that Laurel says uh, when she's talking to Crys, "Look, have you ever considered coming back?" He's hmm. like, "Well, Scorpius wouldn't have me. No, Scorpius is only concerned with wormholes and concerned with loyalty. I bet if you show them you are not his enemy, you gave him what he wants from Crichton, that he'll bring you back with open arms." And like, "That's the same thing that." Krace offered to aaron at some point yeah and i'm like paradigms. wow we've just gone one step down haven't we
0: <laughs> also but i think there's one a different up, i guess yeah the difference here is that like Krace like they both Krace and scorpius had revenge as their driving factors but uh, the way that manifested in Kreis is he was vindictive and mm-hmm. uh, far too aggressive and stopped listening to orders and stopped following orders and just went on his own personal crusade because he wanted to kill Crichton. The difference with Scorpius is almost kind of the opposite in that he's actually being a lot more submissive and just taking, you're almost taking orders from Crichton. Yeah, he talked about appeasement with the Scarrans and how that's a terrible idea. But he's appeasing Crichton uh, right mm-hmm. now to get what he wants. And Grazer's like, you are giving these people far too much leeway. Like this is not, this is and not how to do this.
1: He's arguing that the peacekeepers are doing the exact same thing with the Scarns. Yeah. You're giving these people way too much leeway because that is a bad idea.
0: Yeah, and exactly. Grazer has that opinion of of Scorpius working with Crichton, like layers mm. upon layers of it's, parallels. Well, I, yeah. I hadn't realized all those things until we just started talking about until them. Until we unpacked it. I, I just, when I realized that, wait, no, yeah, we're even on the same command carrier. Yeah. You know, that, that's poetic, um, actually. I'm, yes, I'm glad am glad that it is yeah. the
1: same command carrier.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, it, it's it's subtle and but it is there and they're not I, you know chris doesn't like look at scorpius and say well have the tables have turned out <laughs> I, I don't think they, they they talk aside from that no, first scene but that's what i mean it's like they don't make it really obvious but when you think about it and you mm-hmm. unpack the plot and the structure of this episode you're like oh we really have come full circle mm-hmm. and it also it's also a little bit like there's always a bigger fish yes you know like some Kra- bigger fish craze's superior was scorpius who kicked him out and now scorpius has someone superior to him who's looking to kick him out grazer so oh. yeah oh man it, poetic is, a, is actually a really good word for it and b- with that subtlety in the background it actually it works really really well yeah. yeah all right so there's still more to this episode so let's see where we are right so uh rigel and jewel are back aboard the command carrier now because Moya, of course, you know, because they were captured. Mm-hmm. And they're sat in the officer's lounge uh, gambling with one of the peacekeepers. In fact, is it Job Satisfaction Man? Yes, it, it is, is Job, job satisfaction, satisfaction Man. That was indeed him. I, I had it written down in my <laughs> Hey, it's him again. Yay. Um, and and so, he's
1: actually enjoying himself playing against Jule. You see a brief shot of his face, and hes it's like he's actually enjoying this. What he's would you not... say?
0: You know, he's he's very happy with his job. Job yeah. Satisfaction. <laughs>
1: He, he's not afraid of playing a nice game with these people despite them being prisoners
0: yeah and uh, they're like oh. Rigel's like oh this is a simple game but uh, it could be fun if played for some currency <laughs> and Jules
1: also actually enjoying herself with this game
0: mm. so they're like oh maybe we can get some winnings <laughs> but then we pan over to Aaron uh, who is again talking to her friend do we have a name for that friend actually? I don't, I don't think... I don't it's think potential. it comes up, not oh. not not in this episode, no. But uh, her friend is like, I, "I did you even keep any ideals from peacekeepers?" Because that's the interesting thing is that they are actually sat down and talking
1: to yeah, each other. Yeah, because I think at the right before Moy was towed in, Aaron said, "If you really want to, I can tell you. Yeah, if you'll sit down with me."
0: And so that's what they're doing now. And she said, "Did you keep anything from the peacekeepers?" And Aaron says that. Yeah, I kept
1: loyalty, duty, Mm.
0: honor—all of those things. But you know, those those are the things that are worth keeping from peacekeepers. But uh, that's about it.
1: (laughs) Because she 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 asks, "Have you ever wondered if you're fighting for the right cause?"
0: Her friend's like, "No, never." But okay,
1: have you ever wondered if you're following the wrong leaders? Looking at Scorpius walking in with Dargo,
0: and you can see there's a bit of. Doubt on her friend's face. I'm like, oh, Aaron is inciting rebellion. Maybe a little bit, because remember that Scorpius, like, he was got special dispensation because he's he's half Sebastian, half Skarran, and we've seen peacekeepers in general are super space racist. Like, oh yeah, <laughs>
1: like they don't. I mean, we've seen it in this episode. Just, yeah. Where's oh, a I don't like him.
0: Yeah. So you you know, imagine that, the, especially this is this is a. A hybrid, I think he's referred to as yeah. uh, in previous episodes. A hybrid in command of you. If you're a peacekeeper who feels that way, that's g- you're going to hate him. Also, he's somebody who got you know, promoted ahead of you. And
1: up until now, Scorpius has proven to be a very reliable commander. But letting these people on board is mm. basically letting that all boil back up again.
0: Yeah, it's like, okay, maybe this is too far. This is too much. Mm-hmm. you know. And also generally the reason Scorpius has got so far as he has is because he gets results but right now that isn't clear that he's getting any results from this. Nope. It's taking too long. And also that talk between those two on a smaller level I like that
1: she's reconnecting with this friend and that she's talking about what this is the first time she's sat down with with a peacekeeper and can talk about what what life outside of being a peacekeeper is like Mm. and pass on that like Look, this is how i live now and
0: it's not that bad actually (laughs) and so dargo of course dargo and scorpius are walking in like we said a minute ago and dargo we then sort of cut to them and dargo says he can't believe the luxons made a pact with the peacekeepers but scorpius is trying to reassure him and says oh they are still autonomous and it's just a defense pact just a defense but dargo's like yeah for how long and again the sand starts
1: slipping through scorpius's fingers it's like,
0: uh, but, yeah, but for now. Another
1: room. one of those points where he's like, uh, "I have no control over this. I'm just yeah. not going to do anything." That, <laughs> so that's fine. But yeah.
0: So then we go to see. Uh, we cut to the uh, mist room, the sauna, and mm-hmm. John and Aaron are sat in there again. And he tells Aaron that his wormhole knowledge is becoming clearer. Um, he's getting a, a more of a sense of where the right direction of their research mm-hmm. is. Part of the knowledge in his brain is unlocking.
1: Yeah, and he knows which direction to send him in. Well, that would waste years of their uh, research.
0: But he's not 100% sure if it's the right thing to do. He doesn't. And Aaron's
1: like, what? <laughs> it's
0: like, are you serious? Like, the other
1: John gave his life to keep this tech out of uh, scaring hands.
0: But John's like, okay, no, like, okay, it's my shift now. Like, and he didn't know what we know. The other other Crichton. He didn't know these extra facts about Scorpius' backstory. He didn't get that lesson. And Aaron asks, so you're considering helping Scorpius? He's like, no, but I'm not sure. Not sure
1: what my next play is.
0: Yeah, my next move isn't clear. And Aaron's like, well, you better make it clear soon because you need to make this decision.
1: I'll back you up either way, but you need to make a decision. Yeah. And it's also, it is kind of betraying the other Crichton sacrifice.
0: Yeah, but I mean, John does have a point that it, it, that other Crichton did not have that extra those extra that facts that they have.
1: On the other hand, the Crichton neuroclone had these facts and also decided to be like no.
0: Yeah, but the Neuroclone clone of Crichton was taken out of Crichton at the end of season two, right? I know. So hadn't had those experiences with, with the, the other and, Yeah, yeah, I know. So it's like you know, there's extra information here and. It It isn't clear if what, what is the right choice or not. Yeah, I mean, it isn't black and white right now. No, which is, it's good. It's all, <laughs> it's not black and white, unlike the uh, scenes inside John's mind. Mm. Uh, this is probably, don't read. No, I, that, I, would, that. I wouldn't
1: look into that one. <laughs> no. But you could also say that it's all grayscale in there. You'd get the exact same yeah, results it's, it's, the other direction. Yeah, it's just
0: Shades of Grey, as yeah. it is. But that's what this is, Shades of Grey. Yeah. Huh?
1: Um, that was a slams to the slaughter. Different episode. Oh right.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't even know if there's an episode called Shades. Of I got. to hope not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, the next scene with John and Aaron is uh, oh, actually. Um, quick thing. Uh, there was the scene where we had Chris being told that he could come back, but the the way he could do that is by giving Scorpius what he wants from John, and that will prove your loyalty. So when we see John and Aaron walking uh, through the corridors. And Aaron's like, wait a minute, we're being followed here. Come on, come with me. And so they start running.
1: Right, of course she knows the ship.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she knows it very well. And so she she leads John into a generator room. Which has a whole bunch of suspended cubes. Yeah, they're basically big uh, wireframe cubes, maybe about four feet across. Mm -hmm. um, And they've got big red glowing balls of electricity inside them. And there's rows of them. And they're stacked up on top of each other, like, really high. We get a shot, like a CG shot from above with, you know, the two of them composited in down the bottom. But, yep. it, like, it goes on for ages, like, loads and loads of them piled yeah, on top go, of each other.
1: In all directions. Up, yep. not down, but in, sideways, forwards. There's, like, a whole bunch of them.
0: Mm-hmm. And so uh, she's led them in there, and then but the peacekeepers who are following them enter, and they, then they have a fight Fight ensues. Yeah.
1: Because there's like two of them standing there, surrounding quote unquote
0: John and Aaron, and Aaron's like, "Well, our it's not aren't going to get any better, so let's let's just do it." So they start having a fight, and John gets you know punched in the face, hit in the stomach, and Scorpius in his uh, in his quarters is like, "Ah, oh, ah, I'm being hit," ah, and struggles over to the comms is like, "Braca, John Crichton is being assaulted. Find him and stop them."
1: <laughs> and like, that's a good alarm system, actually. <laughs>
0: And so they're uh they're having the fight in the generator room. There's a couple of peacekeepers, including Relgic. and one comes piece... in with a pipe,
1: yeah. of some sort yeah,
0: because one of the other peacekeepers gets a pulse pistol out and shoots, and they're like, "No, not in here, because the pulse blast goes towards Aaron, but stops in midair and like like rubber bands backwards and hits the uh peacekeeper who shot it,
1: yeah, they get blown into one of the generators and just Evaporate.
0: Yeah, so that's why you don't use a pulse weapon in there. So they're having a, they're having this fight, and uh, John like finds this equipment on the floor, and this and then Reljek jumps after him, and he just hits the button on it, and it shoots him along the floor.
1: And it's it's not Reljek actually that jumps oh, right, after; sorry, him. it's yeah. another guy. But right, that yeah. guy gets blasted into one of those yeah, cubes sorry, again, yeah. and just goes. Poof.
0: And John's like, huh, looks at this thing and realizes he puts it on his back and realizes, actually, it's a jetpack. Jetpacks! Jetpacks! <laughs> and then Reljik then finds another one, puts that on, because then John's like, I'm out, and he uses it to fly up. Mm-hmm. And I can infer, then, that this is how they access the other generator cubes.
1: At first was like, why the hell would they have jet... Oh, right, maintenance.
0: Yeah, and so they're basically they have a jetpack chase... Through these cubes. Yep. Look, Farscape. Yes. I love you, but this hasn't aged well. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> really. Mm. I, will, I, I,
1: I was prepared to suspend my disbelief, but I will admit this was not aged well. Especially the shots yeah. where he's going between the rows. I'm like, you look like a muppet being bobbed up and down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> not, and the worst part is when they have like the, the CG shot of like or like him. Either of them compo- composited into a CG shot of the cubes, and it's them from behind, and they look really awkward with the jetpack, and it's yeah. it, it's not great. It doesn't last that long, but it's like oh, this is a little bit hokey. Is the yeah. word I put down for this? There, so
1: there are some the practical uh, scenes are nice, though there is one thing that was really confusing me because at some point they land on one of those cubes. Yeah. And suddenly there's a sheet over
0: the top of that cube. Yeah, right. And they're on. on and, and, then, and they're fighting, ones. and then
1: Relchek starts choking John with the pipe, and Scorpius is basically in his quarters, choking with Braca there. It's like. <laughs> and John just taps Relchek's jetpack. He flies into one of the cubes and explodes. And then John gets up, and suddenly the sheet on that. <laughs> Is, well, is that gone. Cube is yeah,
0: gone. it's a little bit of a production goof there.
1: He on edge again. I'm like, uh, just, I would have been fine if you've left that plate there on that one cube. I would have accepted that that maybe was one they were doing maintenance on or something. Yeah, but,
0: it's, it's a little bit of continuity yeah. uh, mess up that kind of takes you out of it a little bit. But um, so John is hanging on there, and he, you know, he's hanging on by his fingertips because I think the jetpack is like either falling down or not working or and it's right in front of the electricity but braka yeah. has got there in and time, and it starts
1: woo,
0: and you're like oh no but, no don't explode don't explode but yeah then braka and his men come in and you know take out the rest of the peacekeepers and then shut down the generator room so yeah. that john is okay and they go <laughs> grab him
1: karen has already taken them out at that point
0: well anyway brock and his men come in and turn it off so the fine. techs turn it the off the techs
1: turn it off yeah that i find that important the techs never get enough praise for these <laughs> things they actually saved a man's life nice not with guns
0: but with a remote control and so then the last scene of the episode john goes to see scorpius again pulse pistol in hand pointed oh no, pulse pistol not in hand pulse pistol on his hip at the start well yeah he comes so in like okay you really need to get these people under control because now i need to start carrying a weapon and i've got a pulse pistol now yeah just in case scorpius says time is running out grazer will come back soon and you have to realize that this our timetable has been advanced because she's here now we need to work faster and john's like i can't go any faster. and he's like no i think you're stalling scorpius either says, consciously
1: or subconsciously
0: I, it's like I'd hoped that uh you would see reason, and John's like, I'm here, I've got the bracelet on. What more do you want from me?
1: yeah, I'm here in uh, he doesn't say the den of the lion, but pretty much that's what he mentions,
0: like with this bracelet on, what more do you want from me? And Scorpius walks over to his table, pushes a button, and a hologram comes up of uh half a globe of earth. yep, and he says, I want cooperation. And then John pulls the gun on Scorpius, like... It's like, you
1: "You... got that from my memory.
0: So John's pulled the gun on Scorpius. It's, like, right up to his head, and it's like, you would pull the trigger. It's like, yep, take us both out. So Scorpius grabs, like, a knife and sticks it into his arm so that John, in his arm, the corresponding arm, is like, ah, and drops the gun. And then Scorpius grabs John, like, whams his head into the table somehow like, I, I guess he must have just tanked the pain from that oh yeah i'm pretty convinced he's just tanking that and, uh, and then he's like john is bleeding from his lip and we like scorpius has him by the neck and is like right up close to him it's like it took quite some effort to triangulate the stars and to get visual confirmation but we found earth and he's there's a little bit of maniacal like smile in there
1: yeah and it's like at top speed it's a little over 60 cycles away
0: even without wormholes earth is reachable and says like either you give me what i want or i swear i will keep you alive long enough so that you can witness your home world's destruction oh that's petty but you know he's got just 60 cycles just to get back at john for that he like he said he'll do anything to get what he wants and if he thinks john isn't giving him everything he's got he will take every advantage he can over Crichton, even if it's a long-term threat like that i'll be completely honest because that is a
1: great threat the end of the episode on. Yeah. There's no way Scorpius could do that in his current position. No, There's no way he'll get a crew to be... Okay, people, we're going 60 cycles that direction <laughs> with the command carrot to take out a planet that has no strategic value
0: whatsoever
1: <laughs> just for my own personal vendetta. But he knows where Earth is. Yeah, the, the problem is... That's scary enough.
0: Yeah, and even without wormholes. Like, they haven't perfected wormhole tech. They can't send somebody through without it liquefying. But you could maybe send, I don't know, let's say some equivalent of a space nuke through a wormhole targeted at Earth. Good point. So, yeah, he knows where Earth is, and he's basically holding it ransom, almost, to get John to give him what he wants. And this is... this uh, This bit at the end where the twist where he knows where earth is and is threatening john with it throughout this episode we've seen we've seen scorpius be appeasing giving mm-hmm. john what he wants being apologetic and you know not being the one in control here at the end we see back to the scorpius that we know who is in yep. control and is prepared to do anything and you might th- he you know the, that scene earlier when they were being very cooperative uh talking to pilot like oh yeah yeah don't make any mistakes, John. No. Scorpius is not your friend. No, he is not. He. This is when he turns that evil side of him again. He's prepared to do absolutely anything if it means destroying an, a planet full of innocent people to get what he wants. He'll do it. He told <sighs> oh, Yeah, he would. So and then when we see John's face, like in like shock, I'm like squashed up against the table, looking at the hologram. So when it comes up with "to be continued." Yep. And that will be continued next week. All Whew. right, that was the episode. We that went on for a bit longer than I expected. Yeah, that was a long one. I expected that. Looking at my notes, I kind of expected uh, that. But yeah, there was a lot to unpack in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a good episode. Yep. Should we put a rating on it? I mean, I want to say at least I, I want to at least give it a four. Oh, yeah, four easy. Four I'm just easy. kind I think if there's any reason I wouldn't give it a five. I think the reason I wouldn't give it a five, maybe. Let me just hear me out here. Is because yeah, yeah, okay. what it's what? doing is. What it does is really good, but it's also doing. It's a lot of setup right now for part two.
1: That is true, but it's bringing so many. Yeah, it is. It so bringing many, so many things. For the, the bit when we started talking about how this brings. Yeah, uh, the whole Peacekeeper yeah. arc full circle with Kreis being in Aaron's position suddenly and mm. Scorpius being in Krays' position. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> like that. You know, I always say that there needs to be something that elevates it from the four to the mm, five. That yeah, yeah. might actually be the thing that elevates it for me. Yeah,
0: I think. I feel like this was a really good. Like, this doesn't have a whole lot of. Big explosive action, or no, but- you know, heavily emotional scenes. But it does have some emotional parts. We do see Aaron trying to reconnect and being mm-hmm. not wanted. Uh, I think I'm still going to go
1: with a four and five, mm. a high four.
0: Yeah, very good. But very I just realized
1: four. the whole chasing with the jetpacks, and I think that <laughs> compensates enough to give it a high four instead of a low, uh, uh, instead of a five.
0: Yeah, all right. So, like,
1: it's a very good four.
0: This is a really, really solid episode, really good. And all of those thematic things like we said that bring things around and when when we get to, you know, discuss and pick that apart, you realise how deep that goes. Yeah,
1: it's it the layers on this as we were talking was like, Wow, there's way more to this episode than I thought.
0: Yeah, I think that's what benefits from like a repeat viewing or like a discussion like this. But even like just on the surface, like the first time through, it was like this is a really good episode anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, this, this cements, in my mind, why Scorpius is, like, a fantastic uh, villain. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't actually, you know what, no, Scorpius as a fantastic character, right? Yeah, Cause, character and villain. And villain, yeah, but, like, char- I would say character first, because that's what this proves to me. is like, like, he is a great bad guy, but because he is actually a well-rounded character, mm-hmm. not just a one-note bad guy.
1: And I love that he explodes at the thought of negotiating with the Scarens. I love that we finally see that that emotion getting getting the better of him <laughs> about the Scarens because that's that's what I wanted to see in Incubator, really. Yeah,
0: there wasn't really any of that. It was very calm and was collected. More, yeah, and it was the only anger was more at Jonah
1: cooperating than his revenge really boiling up.
0: So yeah, man, like this it's a it's a great episode and this is like all the a lot of it is the setup for part two because this is the there are two more episodes left in the season and next mm-hmm. week is part two of that of uh into the lion's den and the week after is the finale and we'll see where that goes but i feel like we're building up to something pretty big yep so uh let me just see if there is anything i can mention for, the, for next week guys. i'm betting
1: it's all spoilers or something that we already know
0: well let's go with just the first line of the synopsis from Wikipedia, which is driven to desperation by Scorpius' threat against Earth, Crichton comes up with a plan to destroy the command carrier and all the wormhole research. And that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> There's more to it. There's more to the synopsis, but that would all be big spoilery spoiler down. So let's not I mean, go there. Him trying to blow up
1: this command carrier is already kind of spoilery, so But Sounds he's... good.
0: Yeah yeah that's as far as we'll go but yeah this was a great episode and Mm -hmm. if next week can follow up on that then this should be pretty sweet yep i'm looking forward to that and like we said so far there's only two episodes left in season three and so far season three has been really good with a few exceptions but great yeah, so I'm really looking forward to next week. This was a great episode. Really good one to dissect and pick apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what happens. Like, we've talked about how we like to talk about episodes that don't work because you can dissect things, but also when episodes are good like this and have that many layers narratively and structurally and character study, then there's so much to talk about and pick apart there, which is great. I love those episodes. It's just proof that Farscape at its best is like actually really good and a lot of depth to it. Mm-hmm. and not just you know silly muppet creature shop things in space nope there's a lot to there's a lot to talk about and we shall continue talking about it next week so we will see you then i'm looking forward to it all right in the meantime you can find us around the web on twitter at can hats and red you can find me at red Nimer seven and go to karma for previous episodes of this podcast and also links to my other podcasts and other projects uh, all of which is supported by the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Hats, And uh, you can also find on the website links to iTunes feed for this podcast and yes. rate, comment, and if,
1: subscribe, all the stuff. If you could leave reviews on iTunes, that would be great because it helps, yeah, it really helps other people out. find the show. Yep, helps us basically. out.
0: So uh, we'll see you next time for part two of uh, Into the Lion's Den, which I just realized we didn't say what it's called. It's actually called Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. That'll be next oh. week.
1: Whole animal uh animal lambs, sheeps,
0: wolves. Yep. (laughs) Sheeps and lambs are the same species. Never mind. (laughs) Don't worry about it, it's fine. We'll 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 find out more about it next week uh, on Fast Rewatch. So we hope you'll join us then. Uh, until then, goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)
1: Okay, hats. that's enough. You've pushed me around long enough, I'm not doing your dirty work anymore.
0: Oh no. I'm done. I've got something that will keep you in line. I know the location of. The Netherlands! No. It's true. How? I used a thing called an Atlas! You monster! <laughs> Fine, I'll do what you say. Yes, yes.